everyone. Before we get started, it would mean the world to us if you left us a review on Spotify, Apple Music, or wherever you're listening from. It helps us out so much and helps other movie lovers find us too. Now to the episode. The Movie Buffs! Are you on fire, Hannah? We are on fire in New York. It has been the craziest week of my life. That's a bit dramatic, but it's just been so smoky sure. this week. So smoky. Well, you look great. Yeah. You look like you haven't been inhaling fumes, which you probably have been for the last few days, which is... I know. Yes. For those who have no idea what we're talking about, there were some Canadian fires this past week that have blown down to New York City, and it has just been pure yellow skies for this past week <laughs> it, i look at i open up the blinds to my window outside and i'm like am i living in dune right now you're like Where's hello Timothy Shal -Shal? you're like hello new york <laughs> literally on fire oh, oh that would have been such a good tiktok or something yeah yeah hello, yeah, yeah. new, new york, york. <laughs> <laughs> just dying <laughs> Oh my gosh, is, but things are clearing up. It's crazy. No, it's like almost back to normal now. Oh, good. Yeah, it's amazing. The skies are blue. I can breathe. I'll never take for granted breathing in deep Sure. Again. It's amazing. Sure. I, I can imagine that changing changing your outlook on, on most things. Yes. Gosh, Hannah. Well, how, it's how, so, so good to see you. I miss you. It sucks so much being so far away. I miss you so much. It hurts Miss me. You so it physically, much, Erica. it hoits. It hoits me. <laughs> it hoits. And it hoits. We have to address something. Okay. We, we really need to address something. Oh, no. What are we addressing? So this is for the Swifties out there. Um, <gasps> oh. Hannah faced a pretty big loss this week. Taylor Swift's surprise oh. song was haunted. Hannah, how are you doing? I'm feeling haunted. I'm feeling so sad. I feel like, okay, for those of you who are following along with the Eras Tour concert, um, every night she plays a different secret song. And so my top five, one of my top five songs has been haunted for this past whole tour. I'm like, if she's going to play that, I'm going to be so sad. So this week was it, it bit the bullet. It, it was a goner. So I'm feeling pretty sad about it. All right. Well, if you're not a Swifty, welcome back to the podcast. I'm sure you skipped <laughs> 15 seconds. <laughs> Thank you. Somebody, somebody, there's a middle-aged okay. man who just immediately skipped like 10 seconds, which I totally respect. <laughs> no, no. no, I know. You know what? I can tie it back together. Me and Erica love, we started this podcast because we love stories. Taylor Swift is the queen of storytelling. Story yes. And don't be too prideful to discount her as a musician. Listen to her songs and just bask in the glory of her lyrics, okay? Absolutely. Sorry. Yeah, she yeah, yeah. She is a storyteller. Mm -hmm. And that's what we love. We, we love. appreciate a good story. Absolutely. Speaking of stories, Spider-Man. 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 Across, Across the, the Spider-Verse. Spider <laughs> Let me start by saying this. I was so grumpy. Hannah was like, what movie should we talk about next? I was like, please, not another Spider-Man movie. Like, I just, I was like, surely not. Like, I don't want to go and see an animated superhero movie. It just didn't sound very intriguing to me. Yeah. It 
blew my mind, Tana. <gasps> you know what? Round of applause for Sony, everyone. They Rounds. did such a phenomenal job. Erica, so you loved it. I'm so happy. Listen, bruv. I dragged my little behind 30 minutes to my local theater and thought, right, okay, this movie, it'll be, you know, I don't know. It's about, I mean, look, we have so many freaking Spider-Man movies. I was like, this can't be that, this can't be that good. This movie yeah. was absolutely going into like top five favorite movies I've seen all year. It was so good. No way. That's how I feel, dude. I feel like it is, if not the best animated movie I've ever seen. It is incredible. Can I say like, something controversial now? Okay, what? Say it. Haven't watched the first one. Okay. Okay. Some people are cringing right now. Some people are cringing that. right now. So whatever. So I didn't watch the first one, but I have been like scavenging the internet for clips, trying to get like the vibe yeah. of the first one. Because I'm and not you know going to lie. I was a little confused. Like 20 minutes in, I'm like, who is this I was gonna ask, blonde girl? You will be a great um, test subject to see if people can see it without seeing the first one. So what do you think? Can you see it without? Were you too confused or would you recommend watching the first one? before you see this I would recommend seeing the first one I would yeah. I, I would recommend seeing it but I don't think it took away from the enjoyment of the film it just kind of like for the first 20 minutes really when we're unpacking Gwen's story I would say especially if you're not even familiar with like the Spider-Man world like if you don't know who Gwen is if you don't have the basics of like Peter Parker spider bite all of these things I definitely recommend watching the totally. first one, but they do kind yeah. of give you like a synopsis in the beginning of like catching you up to speed. Gwen kind of has that narrative yeah. narration where she says everything. But what did you yeah. think of it, Hannah? Because you were such a fan of the first one. Yes. No, I thought it's so funny because this one was 10 times better than the first one for me. So good. It's funny because you really get to see him mature in this one. In the first one, he's... He just got his powers. He's a lot less, he's a lot more immature, but this one, he's like a lot stronger. He's using like all the different powers that he has a lot better. Um, and I just think the visuals are even more like thrown up to a whole nother level. It's, it was amazing. I'm so glad you liked it. Just for people who maybe ha have no idea about this, this kind of universe, I'll give a little bit of a synopsis. We have a couple of directors that I hadn't heard of until watching yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Run us, run us through it. Yeah, I mean, it's based on the Marvel comic, obviously, but it's distributed by Sony. This is like Sony's success story, really, in the superhero world. Um, it's directed by Justin K. Thompson, Kemp Powers. I believe it's Joaquim Dos Santos, who is an amazing... Like, all three of these guys are really incredible. I had so much fun listening to their interviews and, and things. It has um, Oscar Isaac as um, our antagonist, Shamik Moore, who plays Miles, Haley Steinfeld as the ghost spider or Gwen. Um, really star-studded cast. Jake Johnson came back and reprised his role as Spider-Man. Jason Schwartzman, Daniel Kaluuya... Basically, where we see this story taking place, um, I can give just a brief little summary because that would have been helpful for me having not seen seen the movie. 
Um, it says, after reuniting with Gwen Stacy, Brooklyn's full-time, friendly neighborhood Spider-Man is catapulted across the multiverse, where he encounters a team of Spider-People charged with protecting its very existence. Yeah, so it kind of spins, it's it's using the whole multiverse motif that we've seen kind of pop up in the last couple of superhero films, which some would argue is getting a little bit tiresome yeah but i personally have no bad things to say about it i don't mind i like the idea that like there's a version of me in a million different universes in a narcissistic way but we also saw that with everything everywhere all at once like hollywood has really latched on to this the past two years have really just been like a whole world of new films discussing the multiverse and i like it too i thought this film portrayed it in such a interesting way and they really made the stakes a lot greater for this one like I think a complaint between both of us is that sometimes when you go into the multiverse topic and deaths happen or someone's killed off the stakes are just lessened so much more because you're like in the back of your head you're saying okay there's another version of him in another dimension he's going to be brought back so for the overall movie I think let's just start off with the art What did you think of the art, Erica? Were you blown away? I was blown away. Listen to me, movie buff listeners. I get it. You don't want to see Little Mermaid in the theaters. You want to wait for that to drop on Disney+. Plus. I respect that for you. But you would be a fool to not see this film in the theaters. This, to me, even more so than Little Mermaid, any of these other, like, big blockbusters, I don't know why, but I don't know if I would have enjoyed it as much had I not been in the theater. Seriously, like, this this is by far, like, my favorite movie I've seen in a freaking long time. The art was incredible. I believe the technology they used is, like, called two-frame animation or something like that. Well, yes, yes, yes. I saw something online where a lot of the characters, because when when you talk about animation, everything is done by frames. And so a lot of the characters were drawn frame by frame, like one frame per second is a different pose. Miles was done two frames per second. So every two frames, he had a different pose just to set him apart from the other characters and show he's a little different um, as the protagonist. But then um, it gets really nerdy and fascinating once we get start talking about Hobie um because he was drawn three frames per animation so every three frames he had a different pose which sets him even further apart because his whole narrative is he's like anti-government anti-establishment anti yeah anti just going against the rules so he even goes against the rules of frame rate of this movie it's so fascinating but um I totally agree Erica this like isn't a movie for me it's just like this is like artwork this is this belongs in a museum seriously I feel like you could blindly pick a frame out of this movie blow it up as a painting in your house and just mount and mount it on the wall it's so beautiful you could tell they did that so deliberately like every single shot was like different comic strip different comic strip I could see that so clearly and I don't I didn't grow up reading comic books that's not really my thing but I think just yeah as an observer of art as an observer of innovations in animation and film this is such a worthwhile see and even just 
Well, even just comparing this movie to some of the clips that I watched from the first film, the animation looks a little bit crisper and cleaner. Like I noticed it just, I mean, I didn't watch the first one in its entirety, but from the clips, I don't know. Did you, would you say that, that it looked a little stylistically different? No, I, I totally think so. And I think it was more impressive because once they start going into the different dimensions and the different universes, every universe has its own art style, which I'm like, ah, oh. and they did some really cool things. Like Gwen, um, I saw someone online talk about how Gwen Stacy was kind of like a mood ring, like her different personalities in the moment would change colors depending what she's feeling. I was like, this is the art there. The art theory I love talking about. It's just gets me going and it's so fascinating and so they just really spent a lot of time doing it um, one of the critiques that i have like i noticed i didn't watch the trailer or any or i think <clears throat> the trailer came on to this movie when i was seeing little mermaid or something and i remember watching the trailer and being like that doesn't look very interesting and then i watched the movie and then i rewatched the trailer and i really don't feel like the trailer does the movie justice have people oh been gosh, saying I was that i thinking the exact same yes and i completely thought i don't think it was marketed the best i don't know um i don't know exactly what they could have done to make it more enticing for people to see but i just have heard people weren't like I mean, they were excited for this movie, but they weren't just, like, dying over the release. They were like, I don't know. They just didn't market it the best, I feel like. Hannah, I have been blasting the soundtrack for the last three days. It's <gasps> no so good. Way. The soundtrack is so I have good. Most of the beginning of this film is recap, synopsis, reintroductions of characters. We spend a lot of time with Gwen. We learn that she joins this task force of other spider-mans she's got a bracelet she gets recruited she's having some daddy issues because her dad's the police captain and thinks she saw him kill peter parker so all of that was obviously reviewed to me i was like what are we talking about i'm like who's peter parker (laughs) i don't i wasn't familiar with that so she joins spider-woman and miguel who plays the other spider-man they are trying to stop they're in what are they doing again? There's like a new villain that gets let out into her world. Oh, the Falcon. Yeah. The Falcon. But it's like in a medieval version of that villain that gets um, released. Right. So that's kind of how the movie establishes the multiverse. So we know right out of the bat that's... I'm curious in the first movie, is the multiverse a part of that? Yes. So, yeah, in the first one, it covers... um. I would say the first one is a lot more centered around um, Miles getting his powers and then him meeting Gwen. And then they establish this whole team of Spider-Mans from different dimensions. Like there's Spider-Pig. You see a shot of them at the very end of this movie all together. And it's kind of hinted that they're going to come back and help Miles um, get out of. Do you remember seeing that shot of like all of them? yeah. Yeah. So that was them. That was like the premise of the first movie. But this dives way deeper into the multiverse for sure. Yeah. I mean, I feel like then this movie is kind of ahead of its time then because in 2018, we weren't really talking about multiverse. I think 2018 was when Infinity War was released. I think that or at least weren't we? I feel like Infinity War was 2018. Now let me check. 
Yeah, let me see. Infinity War. Let's see. Oh my gosh, I was right. 2018, yeah. Infinity War was happening. So I think, yeah, there there's obviously some multiverse chatter in 2018. But I would say this movie was kind of ahead of it because now there are so many movies that talk yeah. about the multiverse. Oh, absolutely, um, yes. But yeah, so we then we meet Gwen, and then we meet Miles. He is trying to get into college and whatnot. But then we meet the antagonist of the movie, which is Spot. So he's this guy who a machine like blew up or whatever, and now he has all of these like dimensional holes in him. So he he's really funny. He's played by Jake. Shoot, what's his name? Not Jake. Okay, yeah, the spot was so funny in this movie. Oh my gosh. Well, okay, at first he's funny. He's kind of a comedic relief version of a villain. Miles calls him the villain of the week, which then triggers him into becoming Miles's ultimate nemesis. And so by the end of the movie, he is actually a huge threat to the MC to the whole world of Spider-Man. He's really freaky. Which, by the way, I would not recommend taking your kids Absolutely to see this not. movie. This is rated PG. Uh, by yeah, the way. I don't think it should be. There's, I would take maybe like a twelve-year-old, maybe twelve. Yeah, yeah, it's a lot. I mean, definitely not for younger kids. But boy, it gets dark by the third act for sure. Definitely. It gets a little scary. Yeah, the spot is crazy. And then, um, yeah, by the end of the movie, he is, like, for sure a threat for everyone. Yeah. Especially Miles. So, yeah. I didn't, again, didn't watch the first one, so I don't know how Gwen and Miles ended up getting separated. But eventually they get reunited, and Miles realizes that she's a part of this, like, secret society, and he feels really hurt that he's not a part of it. But eventually he does follow her, and they're trying to track down Spot. And that's really when we see the whole multiverse unpack. Yes. I mean, they go to India and we meet like Indian Spider-Man. And, and I, yeah, I loved that. Mumbatten. And we meet Spider-Man India, voiced by Karan Sony, who I think did such a phenomenal job. That was such an interesting uh, world we were getting exposed to. And again, the art style is so unique for this universe we're in. So... I, 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 there were so many funny lines. There was that one line where he's like, and this is the museum where the British stole everything. My theater was like pretty full and there was no laughter after that. It was just like completely silent. I was like, guys, that's you you're there talking about. We didn't even talk about theater snacks. What did you have, Han? I had a blue icy. You crazy girl. What did you have? You're literally never going to guess. Mushies, gushies, whatever they're called. <laughs> what are these? I drank I drank a gin and tonic. How dare you? What did <laughs> you I know. That's so I official. Had a, like, so classy. I know. It's so official. Is it classy? It was. It felt really tacky. I, I pulled it out of tonic. my purse. Anywho, so it was, a, it was a good movie theater experience, but... Yeah, sorry. We're getting off track. Um, so the multiverse happens. We meet all of these characters we go down to the spider verse and we meet all of these reprised characters did you like that hannah were you like did you feel rewarded no i liked it and um 
Yeah, no, I thought it was really... It was so funny seeing all the little cameos of all the different Spider-Man in this... Um, just like in the Spider-Man Council, like all the different Spider-Mans. We see Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield. We see Donald Glover come on as the Prowler from the MCU. I was like, this movie is insane that they're getting Donald Glover to come on. Um, I just thought it was so good. I was looking for Tom Holland, but I, I wonder why they didn't... Because Donald Glover is from Tom Holland's universe, so I don't know why they didn't bring a shot of him in, but... Yeah, when we go into the Spider-Verse and we're in the headquarters, we get to see all of the different variations of Spider-Man. One of those versions is a Lego Spider-Man, and it was actually done, yeah, by a 14-year-old boy who's like a big fan of the franchise. His name's Preston Mutanga. He recreated the trailer for this movie when it first dropped using Legos. And it was done so well that the team reached out to him and wanted to know if he wanted to animate um, one of the scenes. And this kid's parents like didn't think it was legit. They thought he was getting scammed. But they figured out it was like a legit thing. They contracted him to do it. The dad bought him a brand new computer and a graphics card so the son worked on it and yeah he's now in the he's now in the the movie his name is that is such a cool story yeah his twitter is i think his twitter is lego me underscore the og so he posted about it and you know what an amazing like that's gonna stack his resume like he's got a job for life you know who was your favorite character from this movie i for some reason, at first, when um, Spider-Punk was brought on, this on the screen, I was kind of annoyed with him at first, just because, like, I don't vibe with that personality. Hobie? Yeah, he was so fun. Well, at first, he's just, like, kind of annoying. He's, like, anti-government. I'm too cool. I thought he was just going to be way too cool for everyone. But the more you got yeah. to know him, he was just so funny and he really had miles back at the end towards the end where he was just like yeah i've only known you for 20 minutes but i'm gonna help you out i mean my favorite character was miles i so well i done. thought he was so cute he was so sweet i loved him so much i just wanted to scoop him up and hug him and love him talk and about an keep arc him safe he talk about, about an, an arc. arc yeah i think he's so relatable too um he put the arc in noah honey Bring down a flood and slap him on a boat because he had an arc. Damn, he was incredible. The way he started, the way he finished, the way he like took his story and his narrative into his own hands. And he was just like, no, nah, no. I'm going to do, do my, my own, own thing. thing. <laughs> <laughs> kind of cheesy, but loved um, it. Loved it. No, it was so relatable because... um. Yeah, towards the end of the movie, he's really faced with this decision of saving his, oh God, saving his universe or just saving a member of his family, which so, such a good um, crossroads. Because if I was dealt, in the, if, if I was given that situation, I would relate to him so much. I would, I would be like, no, I'm going to save my dad. Like, that's my dad. His relationship with his dad, like, felt really genuine and real that you also got to know the dad as well. So, but there was also Gwen's relationship with her dad. So all of the, all of the police captains have to die in every, it's a canon event. It's a canon event. Hannah, what's your canon event? Ooh, this is a good one. 
I know. Or I think my canon event relating to this podcast, everything I start, every new project I start, a technical problem has to happen. For yeah. our first episode, my mic didn't even work at all. Yeah, that was. I mean, every time we've recorded, you've had a new. Yes, a new every microphone. every new week, I have a new mic. If you go back and listen to the first episode, fun fact: I am not even talking to Erica. Should we even say this? Should we reveal our secrets? I think we should. Yeah, that's literally like a full fake conversation. Yeah, <laughs> no, I recorded my entire. We recorded the entire Little Mermaid episode. And I play back my voice recording to send over to Erica to edit. Uh, the whole thing is in a robotic voice. So I decided to just re-record my voice. Like I would listen to what I said and try to be a voice actor and record the exact same phrase I said in the exact same inflection and everything. And it was the death of me. It was the worst thing. And it sounds good. It sounds like you definitely put on an Oscar worthy performance, Hannah, because Thank it sounded you. great. What is your canon event? Mine is technical difficulties. My, my canon event is anytime I've ever played kickball, I will get smacked in the face so hard with a ball. Okay. And no, no not actually, kickball, dodgeball, dodgeball. Well, yes. I feel like that happens for all of us, but oh my gosh, there we just grew up doing PE classes where we had to play dodgeball and I would just fa- I would literally try to hit myself. So I got out in the first round. I was like, no, I'm done. I'm not playing this. It's like torture. It's like literally. The, and there was like the, the high school boys. Yes. The high school jock boys wouldn't give a flip. If you were, they're like, watch me destroy everyone. And they would just whip it to the girls. I'm like, gosh, show some respect. Okay. <laughs> but listen Anna, i would literally ask no a guy matter. i was like just tap me get me out i'm not playing this game i don't want a bruise on my face oh my gosh it is it is a canon event i like i've literally never not played that game and gotten like thunk, right to the face and i get really competitive in those games which is so funny because i'm not really a competitive person but you know me like when yes. i play sports something comes over me and it's like i'm an olympic athlete and i'm not good at it i just have the olympic com- competition i'm like you're going down charles and then i immediately get completely obliterated in the face so hard one time i was playing charles i remember (laughs) in college we played sand volleyball almost every single night and it was a friday night so it was like my whole school was surrounded around this beach sand volleyball pit and the lights are on because it's nighttime. There's music. It's like, oh, dun, 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 dun. and I was like, I'm feeling this. So within five seconds of the game started, I get hit so badly in the breasts with a volleyball that the entire school went, oh, <laughs> and that was the first play of the game. That was the first play of the game. Just Was this volleyball? I've I've had those too where you just get hit in the side of the head or something. Everyone just goes, oh, <laughs> yes. And you're like simultaneously trying to save face, but you also just got decked in the yeah. face. So you're like, whoa, you're like trying to play it off, but you also got really hurt. 
Which is why I think Hannah Hannah and I had one PE class together, which I used to my advantage because anytime we had to run the GD mile, I would I would not show up to class and then I'd show up to class the next week and the teacher would be like, swim, you need to do the mile, pick a friend and have someone time you down, down at the track. I'm like, easy, Mrs. Schneider. I'm picking my best friend, Hannah, and she will stop the timer. So I think I ended up doing the mile with you, Hannah, and I got like five minutes that and was- I take it up to Miss Schneider. She's like, swim you got a five minute mile and i was like yeah she's like last semester your mile was 22 minutes <laughs> she would come in and be like hannah record me i i uh, uh, pause it pause it pause it and i'd be like no i can't pause it and so yeah her mile would be phenomenal i'm like i was so frustrating <sighs> it's the only way i passed it's the only way i passed anyway my canon events <laughs> my canon events are getting super hurt playing a sport actually that i want to change my answer to that too yeah so getting us back on track from all of that i'm so glad we don't ever have to do physical activities now forcibly the movie quickly escalates to all of the spider-man characters trying to stop miles from going back to his universe to stop his dad from dying but the problem is is that the universe that he was bitten in is not the universe that he's from the spider that bit him yes the spider that bit him is from another universe right and he gets sent to that universe am i correct no exactly oh that reveal was that reveal was shocking that was shocking because he runs up to his mom. He's so thankful to be home. He's like, you're so right. I should have listened to you. I'm going to do my own thing with life. You're the only person who supports me. Then in walks his uncle, Aaron. Brutal. Back from the dead. And immediately in the back of my head, I'm like, he's in the wrong universe. He's <gasps> oh, in a different universe. Yes. Did you see it coming or was it like kind of like. I did not. Did you see, not get it until later? No, I did not see it coming at all. It. It. Yeah, it clicked when Uncle Aaron walked in. And then we learned that in this universe, his dad actually did die, which caused Miles to become a villain. And he becomes the Prowler, which was such an amazing, oh, amazing end. And then it ends on a... Such a good twist. It ends on a freaking to be continued. I was so... Oh my gosh. When I saw that to be continued sign, I was like, you've got to be kidding well, me. I, kind I was of, like, <gasps> I kind of knew it was coming. So once the movie hit about halfway, I had finished my GNT and I had to pee so badly. But I was like, <laughs> yeah. every time I felt like it was a good opportunity to go to the bathroom. I was like, no, I'm going to miss something. And I'm sat at the very, very back row. So it's a long way down. And I was surrounded by teenagers. And I was like, I don't want everyone to stare at me. And this theater was so silent that I was like, I don't want to walk down these Met Gala-esque stairs. I just felt weird about it. I don't know. I don't usually feel insecure about that kind of stuff but I was just like I'm scared it was too many teenagers for me so the movie is progressing and I'm like surely this movie is about to be over but then he got sent to this universe and I was like what is happening so I'm like I just have to go to the bathroom because this movie has no prospect of ending anytime soon he just got to this new universe so I'm like damn I'm like we're halfway through this movie I have to pee so I go to the... Surely there's a second half coming. Yeah, I'm like, this can't continue. So then I go to the yeah. bathroom, and by the time I come back, the movie is freaking over. Wait, what do you mean? So what did, What part did you leave at? 
I left when he got wrapped up in the punching bag. <gasps> Wait, so you came back and it was credits? I came back and it was credits. I was like, what? So you didn't even see the to be continued sign. No, I, I ended up going back and watching it on YouTube like later that night. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, But yeah, I basically oh, had so missed. You must have been so confused. <laughs> and so then I walked, I walked all the way back up to the top of the stairs, back to my seat. And it goes, conk movie over and then i had to walk all the way back downstairs and i was just like way to draw attention to yourself i loved that reveal i saw it coming too i was like where's the other miles we haven't seen him yet but it completely makes sense like his father died he lives in a world without spider-man because his spider bit our miles and so he has no hope in his world he like has to resort to just being with his uncle Aaron who's up to no good and it's really sad I thought it was a really realistic way of him becoming the prowler so it was really sad and his braids were super cool he even said his name differently he was like Miles Morales with he rolled that R yeah and I've actually seen people say that they gave him a little bit more of a Latino interpretation because he wouldn't have had a dad and his mom is Latina so that's so mm-hmm. interesting. I love that detail. You can tell he's raised without his dad in that way, which was, yeah, what a, what a great touch. That was so cool. And um, wow. Yeah, this movie is really setting it up for the third one. And I'm really curious to see. I mean, it has a great track record. Tra- great track record. The first and second one were amazing. So I really think the third one will be phenomenal. Because now, yeah, he has multiple um, antagonists to fight off. That's so interesting. Yeah, because Miguel is also after him. He's really ticked. Poor Miles. Like, I'm scared for him. Yeah. Yeah, I'm also just like, Miguel, like, I think it's going to be okay, dude. He's like, it's a canon event. I'm like, (laughs) is it, though? Which is so interesting because they are supposed to be... Him, Miguel, and that whole range of Spider-Men are supposed to be the good guys, per se. But they really change it, flip it on its head where they are, like, yeah, the antagonists, too. So everyone's chasing him. Miguel, Miles Morales, and the spot. It's going to be interesting. And his parents, because he's grounded. He has to go back. He's grounded. We forgot about that. He forgot about being grounded. He, Were you to get, a- he has to get that B up in Spanish. <laughs> he has to fix it to an A. <laughs> yeah. Is he going to go to Princeton or what? Were you ever grounded, Hannah? I mean, I have this memory of being grounded for 30 days because one time I ran away from home to go to the park and then I couldn't watch TV <laughs> for 30 days. <laughs> oh my God. And I was like seven and that was burning my head. 30 days? Yeah, because my mom was like, you would never run away because I walked past we had these markers outside of our house we can't walk past this rock pile that's like 10 feet away from our house I walked past it to the park because my mom wouldn't take us for some reason on that day wow did you get grounded definitely but you know what kids these days could never never run away yeah, from they home never. they don't have the balls they don't have the gumption they don't know how to function without a screen <laughs> All right. Well, on that note, this was Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. A great movie. Ten out of ten. How many stars? Ten Ten out of ten. It was marvelous. It was dazzling. You see an adjective. I'll say one. 
Oh, okay. Um, it was spectacular. Amazing. Never done before. Unique. New York. New Jersey. Brooklyn. New York. Okay. Well, dude, I love you so much, you guys. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. If you have not already, be sure you give us a like, send a little review. What do you want to hear next from us? We've got an incredible summer ahead of us. We hope you're ready for it all. All right. We'll catch you guys next time. Catch you on the flip, guys. Bye. Baby.